Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Somewhere near William Street, but certainly not at the offices. This is the Adult Swim podcast, April 24th, 2020. I'm Matt Harrigan. With me, Maxime Simonet. Once again, I'm here doing the same old nonsense. It's so great talking with you about people on this podcast, though. Matt, how are you feeling today? Doesn't matter. Every day is the same. Yeah. On this week's Adult Swim podcast, Andy Merrill. Andy put together the pilot for Space Ghost Coast to Coast. You might know him as the voice of Brack, as well as a lot of other characters. He lives in Los Angeles. That's where we recorded this podcast. I, I've listened to it. Was it a fun time for you, a goofy interview, or were you just like, I got to get out of here? I enjoy talking to all these people. I have legitimate curiosity about people, even you. It seems like an er- an era, a time, Cartoon Network beginning, the beginning of Adult Swim, a lot of interesting inside baseball. That's fascinating, Matt. Come on. That's, I'm serious. It's I was in Fascinating? It. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. I was like, whoa, I wasn't expecting all that. It's interesting if you search Brack, uh, you, you can't find any articles. I, I can't find like any, much about him on the original Space Ghost show. Like, it, it feels like just one of those villain characters who exists, of course, so much more in the public eye because of all the spinoffs and reinterpretations. But I feel like even more so than Space Ghost, because at least you can look up Space Ghost clips pretty easy. It's hard to find Brack or his twin brother, Sisto. Sisto, yeah. Uh, Brack was a space cat. Before we get to that, let's check the podcast mailbag. Now, you say mailbag. It's a cute thing to say because literally it comes in a, I'd almost say, a ma- inboxes these days are more of a feed than a bag. Yeah. Uh, what should we call it? Let's check the Adult Swim podcast email, Gmail. Well, I don't think we have to, you know, prop up Google or anything. I mean, let's check the Adult Swim podcast Gmail bag. Jack says... Is there any place I can find captions for the J.J. Villard podcast? Could he, could he not understand what he was saying? Uh, maybe he is deaf. Or does he maybe just he's want, hearing impaired. He wants to study it or something? I don't know. Should what, I respond to him? What would it cost to get captions? Uh, I'll, let me write him back. I'll look into this. May I ask why? Maybe be real like obnoxious and send him a word cloud. Uh, I just got... Let's get some Slack updates in here. I... I swallowed something like lemon seed or too big, too big cabbage piece. What if I die? It's <laughs> a good one. Should we address my drama with Mr. Villard? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. From Sydney. Just wanted to let you know that I really love the interview with J.J. Villard. I'm a suffering animation student, and a lot of people don't talk about the real shit of the animation world. See, that's ex- that's what I was saying. I feel like that just taught me more than my expensive-ass art school. Good job. Thank you, Sydney. Wasn't that what I prefaced the interview? I said, if you want to, like, he's got a lot of, like, loud advice for it. That's, and look, that's exactly what I was saying would resonate. I found it fascinating. I didn't, like, learn any business shit in school. I didn't really want to, but, like, he had, I don't know. He seemed to have just an experience and an outlook 
that was interesting about unfiltered. that. Unfiltered. And you yeah. told me he got angry I said that. He said, that who is, his, who is Maxime Simonet? I said, oh, yeah, he does the, I guess I gave him an obvious answer. He does the podcast with me. I, I'm a fan of his, okay? He doesn't have to, I wasn't being mean, you know? I was being he said, he just said I was giving advice to college kids. Well, there you go. Some college kids said it was great. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to give it? I don't know. Imagine if I said this. J.J. Villard, you know, he tried really hard to make cartoons, but all he's done in life is give advice to college kids. Right. That wouldn't. That's that not at all right. what I said. No, nah, J.J., you're doing great. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry you ribbed me back. I don't know how to present <laughs> that. You have the platform now. Take your I'm shot at him. You know what, J.J. Villard? Choose a letter and use it once. <laughs> Yeah, one J would have been fine. Yeah. One L. Anyway. Wait, I've got one more chat update. Yeah. Rebecca writes, has Matt been crying? Have I been crying? Yeah. Uh, i trying to think the last time I cried. It's been a while, but yes, I have been crying. Uh, No, I'm sorry. I don't remember what it was about, so I guess it's okay. <laughs> Send your requests, comments, concerns, criticisms to adultsfilmpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we'll potentially answer them. I don't know. Uh, on the network, Beef House and Three Busy Debras continues Sundays at midnight. Here's my chat with Andy Merrill. Andy Merrill. Now, in cut to, uh, when the robocallers call and the telemarkers uh-huh. call, it's Marill. So I, that's always Mr. Marill. Yeah, that's always. Who the hell a, is named Marill? That's, that's such a, a weird one. Sandy Marill, there. When did I meet you? What year? My was guardian that? says 90, I can't talk on the phone. Ninety-four. You were sitting in a cube. Uh, but, uh, it was had to have been somewhere around there. Yeah. When did you start? You started after the show started. I started on Space Ghost, August ninety-four. Four months after the show aired, because huh. we we started the whole uh, putting it together in '93. It took us a year to put together that first pilot piece of shit. So I've known you forever, feels like. But yeah. I'm going to introduce you to people who don't know you. Where are you from? I'm from Newark, Ohio. Where's that? That is Central Ohio. Uh-huh. It's uh, it's the county seat of Licking County. Licking County. Licking County, no which shit. is right next to Franklin County, where Columbus, uh-huh. the capital, is. What do you tell people your uh, career has been over the past Like what years? I do? Yeah. What do you do? Uh, I normally say writer first. Uh-huh. Because um, every time I would say, I'm the voice of Brack, people would be like, what is that? because this is this is true like anytime anybody would go out of cartoon network and go in a bar or go out in public and if they were wearing some brack paraphernalia everybody would be like oh that's so cool that's so cool and anytime i would go out everybody would be who's who's that on your chest some would say that brack was arguably uh more popular than anybody else in the network at the time he might have been. Do you look at the network now and you think about what it was like there at the beginning? You were at the at the beginning. I was I was there for twenty three years. Wow. Who hired you? Um I I met with Lazo and a guy named Dick Connell, who was also in programming. And both Lazo and Dick were like, Hey, Betty, you need to see this guy. So they took me up to Betty Cohen's office and had me talk to her and um What were you doing in Atlanta? 
Uh, I was working at CNN. Oh, what were you you doing? Wanting to work in broadcasting. So you you came to CNN to be a be an editor. An editor. Because that's what I studied Uh in college. Well, I studied television in college, but we learned a lot about the technical side. I also did like plays and stuff, so I was on the performing side too. But um, yeah, I would, I would, I started as a VJ, which is a video journalist. They called it, and what you would do is cue talent to the camera and rip scripts and separate the scripts and give uh, the scripts to the the. the anchors that would treat you like shit. And they then, treat you like uh, shit? Oh, yeah. Who? Call them out. Um, not all of them. Uh, Who was nasty? Lou Waters. Lou Waters was the worst. He was? He was the guy with the white hair, kind of like Ted Baxter. Yeah. And he would use an entire can of of uh, hairspray every commercial break. Lou Waters. Lou Waters. He Lou, was, if you're listening. Lou, if you're listening. You're a dick. He's probably dead. Um, so you wanted to get out of there? Well, yeah, that. but I, I had worked my way up to uh, satellite feeds where I would take in the um, the feeds from the different outside reporters and put them on tape. And then I was like the tape person. So I would have to run like four different machines during during any news show that I was on. Kind of like a DJ. Yeah. And um, they don't do that now because it's all computerized. But oh. so why did you uh, how'd you get the cartoon? Uh, I saw on the company bulletin board. Well, first I saw news that Ted had had bought the Hanna Barbera library, so I didn't know what he was going to do with that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just saw the job listings at CNN, and it said Cartoon Network entry programming. What does that mean to be entry programming? Um, it was like that's kind of a ground floor job. Uh huh. You're just taking cartoons and scheduling them for air. So you went and met with Lazo? Met with Lazo. Do you remember what that was like? Yeah. Um, he was nice then. <laughs> uh, he uh, he had just come from TBS. And before that, he was he worked in the mailroom. So, um, so we were all kind of humble little tiny employees in, yeah. in the tiny... Uh, Turner Broadcasting System. That was back in the day where it felt like a family organization because basically the latter was me, Lazo, Betty, Ted. So you're always like four people away from Ted. Wow. Did Ted come by? Did you ever see him? No, I only saw him at CNN interviewing. He was getting interviewed by Maria Shriver. So Lazo hires you. You sit near him. What do you guys do? Uh, just program cartoons. Uh-huh. And that's basically... Oh, yeah. We program cartoons. We would come up, like, about uh, a few months into it, we started coming up with stunts because they wanted to focus on a different character each month. So I think the, the, um, the month before Space Ghost Month, I think, was Morocco Mole oh. from uh, Secret Squirrel. And then, uh, so we had planned a little secret squirrel marathon around that. And then in the month of June of 93 was uh, Space Ghost Month. And so we were just sitting around coming up with ideas for a, a 
marathon and crap like that. And I think it was Khaki that we were coming up with names. She came up with Space Goes Coast to Coast. And I guess Lazo kind of had this idea of uh, basically doing a talk show. Uh, we, I, I, being the editor that I was, uh, took a Space Ghost cartoon, uh, recorded um, Denzel Washington off of a CNN entertainment show, and um, kind of threw it all together in the editing booth. And that's how the pilot came to be. So you're a programming guy, and you moved up, presumably, in the ranks. Is that how that works? Um, I was, there's no like level of programming, Uh but Lazo, (laughs) one thing about Lazo is that, um, when we started, you know, we had such low salaries because, uh, uh, CNN just had really low salaries, but, um, I had to have two jobs when I worked at CNN, two jobs at CNN. No, I had a CNN job, and then I worked at Bennigan's. <laughs> Server? Uh-huh. Yeah. It sucked. Do you remember how much you made at CNN? Fifteen. Fifteen an hour? $15,000. Oh, shit. You had me beat, man. I was uh, I was making twelve five. Wow. <laughs> then then I went to Cartoon Network, and um, they said eighteen fifty, and I was eighteen five, eighteen thousand five hundred, uh-huh. and I was like, wow. <laughs> I can eat another meal. I'm going to be rich. But then then Lazo, I don't know how he justified it or anything, would give Khaki and I like 75% raises or whatever back then. Wow. And that happened twice. And then I think he couldn't do it anymore. Uh-huh. Um, so Space Ghost comes along. And yeah. does your programming job go away? I didn't stop programming. Until Warner Brothers uh, ordered 26 episodes of Space Ghost. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah, I I was working on Space Ghost until maybe uh, episode 10. Uh-huh. And then I was just kind of getting tired of the BS and um, decided I wanted to just kind of cool it for a while. What was the BS? I'm sure people look back on it and um, be like, what, what could be BS that would oh, it's chase just, you away from a show? Um, (laughs) well, it was, I can describe what it was like during the Warner Brothers 24 season, uh, uh, cause it just felt like you were locked in a room and yelled at every day. But, uh, I don't know. I think I got tired of, uh, it just seemed like at the time that the loudest person in the room would get their ideas put on paper Mm -hmm. and, uh, I just couldn't yell anymore. Who was there? It was... It was uh, Khaki, uh, Matt Malero, uh, Lazo, and um, uh, my, my is it Mike? Uh, no, Cahill. Cahill. Yeah, no, Michael Cahill. Michael Cahill. Yeah, and I was I was kind of still kind of very religious at the time, so <laughs> Cahill and Lazo would go, "Let's throw in this." sacrilegious jesus joke uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, yes i don't know if i want to do that because i don't want to go to hell so that was a uh, spanish translation was it i think it was right it in, uh, tnt latin america oh yeah they Get hated pissed. us so so they would put in pope jokes 
Yeah, they put in Pope jokes. Uh, the the people we were in this new building and and we were like butted up right next to Cap uh, Captain America, uh, oh. Latin America, <laughs> and uh, and so uh, they hated us. Why'd they hate you? Uh, they didn't hate. Did you torture hate them? Us. They they couldn't stand Lazo. Why? I don't know. Well, he was messing. Or with the maybe Pope. they hated us because we were so loud. Yeah. But at some point, I took this uh, PR photo of Lazo, and I blew it up on the Xerox to where it was <clears throat> about 50 to 80 times the size, and I hung it up on the wall so Lazo would be staring at them every day. <laughs> so what happened when uh, that joke came through? Is it, uh, it was Space Ghost was or Zorak was at Vatican City, and you saw it, and you bristled. No, it wasn't. It was nothing like Catholic or Popey. It was. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, I was uh, very set in my ways, but you know, all I could think of was uh, <laughs> breaking my parents' hearts. Yeah, <laughs> would they have been. They would have been upset by it. My mom would. Have. So you were sort of uh, more interested, probably, in the softer side of Cartoon Network, and less so in the burgeoning adult push i you know yeah i think so because uh i was so innocent then yeah <laughs> there, there was a time where matt and adam uh and i matt thompson adam matt reed. thompson adam reed they were in uh, on air and we had met at like matt's house with a couple other guys i can't remember them they probably worked on c lab um and <laughs> we were gonna write a sketch show and uh, I just opted out after the first one because it wasn't religious jokes. It was just nothing but boobs. 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 <laughs> I, I can't write dirty stuff. You can't. To this day, to I this can't day? write dirty really? stuff. Un- unless it's horribly comedic. <laughs> uh, what, what was like? Uh, I, but what? I, I, I thought it was funny that they wanted to do all these religious and Pope jokes yet. Uh, Lazo knee jerked. Uh, when, at w- what episode did we have where we had, uh, originally had, uh, a scene from the scene from gone with the wind where Scarlett O'Hara falls down the stairs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He had an opening where Moltar is just watching it, laughing his head off, <laughs> and then like reversing it and doing it again. Yeah. And they're like, well, that's the scene where Scarlet lost her baby and Ted would be really mad. And and it's like Olivia de Havilland didn't have a baby in there at the time. So he pulled that out out of fear of uh, repercussions from Ted? Yeah. Oh, shit. I, f- I feel like I remember seeing that. It didn't end up on the show. No, uh, that's where Chips came in. Oh, we had okay. uh, Moltar watching Chips instead. Instead, so you guys could just borrow footage from the Turner Library to put in shows. Uh, no, we <laughs> <laughs> you did mostly. You we could uh-huh. uh, uh, Cartoon Planet and uh, Rudy and Go Go. Uh, right wouldn't be able to air as they did because we stole so many things from the TCM library. Wow. Uh, 
Barry Mills went a little farther with Rudy and Gogo and was taking like footage from Popeye cartoons and stuff. And the Popeye people are very precious about their cartoon. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. So at the end of the first season, you start to pull away from Space Ghost. Yeah. Uncomfortable with the direction. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. Because I was doing uh, Cartoon Planet at the same time. As Space Ghost? Uh, yeah. You started up Cartoon Planet. So that's Planet. why I went. It was like Pete Pete was put in charge of Cartoon Planet. Uh-huh. And so he and I were just working so hard on it that... Uh, Pete Smith. Yeah, Pete uh, Smith. Uh-huh. Uh, that we decided to focus all our time on that. In the meantime, I was still programming. Wow. Um but the cartoon planet was easy to do because you just write these little tiny little segments and screw around in the audio booth and make up stuff. And that to me was a lot more appealing than writing, trying to create a whole 15 minute show. You could knock out a bunch of little segments. Yeah, we made, I swear we made like Five or six hundred wow. segments. Where are those now? Somewhere in the Cartoon Network archive. Does or the Cartoon Adult Show archive? Uh, no, hmm. no, because uh, the music rights. How did Cartoon Planet come around? I don't know. Uh, 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 Ted, not Ted. Who was under Ted? Uh, Scott anyway. Sasson. Yeah, he he liked how Space Ghost was doing and wanted some of that on wanted some of that on uh tbs but they couldn't have space ghost so that was the tbs show it was originally a tbs show oh, and that's pete so pete was working at tbs pete was at tbs um i i went over there and it was originally uh just wraparound stuff it was just um little uh snippets of space ghost and zorak and brack and they were like from less to a minute to maybe a minute and a half. Yeah. And um, they were just to be between the cartoons. Cartoon um, wraparounds for a cartoon afternoon. Show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was just, it was, they packaged it as cartoon planet and, and uh, it was just cartoons. So the characters so behaved the, a little differently. Uh, a little lighter. Yeah. Uh, there was still that animosity between, uh, Zorak and Space Ghost, yeah. but then Brack came in and was a little added levity because he was the kind of the I was the comic relief. So Brack had was, already Brack had already come through on Space Ghost, correct? Uh, Brack had only been on that Christmas episode where we sang the Twelve Days of Christmas, right? And I just happened to be Brack in the writers' room saying, "Hi, my name is Brack." Uh-huh. Whenever um, just scream it. For a partridge in a pear tree. Uh-huh. Um, and so, uh, I don't know, I guess Lazo wanted to add that to Cartoon Planet. Um, so that's how Brack sort of was reborn. That was a um, President's Day Nightmare, which aired across TBS, yes, TNT, and Cartoon Network. Uh, it was to showcase the new animators. Right. Gandy Tartakovsky, Gendy, Craig McCracken. Craig McCracken. Yeah. That other guy. <laughs> Van Partable. Van Partable. Uh, the yucky uh, duck guy. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. The yucky duck guy. Uh-huh. He would do the new George and Junior shorts. Oh. 
I so, never liked his stuff. <laughs> so Cartoon Planet was a uh, was a sort of a gentler, softer version of Space Ghost, lighter. Right, Zorak. and then uh, it got popular. Uh huh. So how did you know it was popular? I don't know. I guess the ratings on TBS yeah. were all right, mm-hmm. so they brought it back to um, to Cartoon Network. Why did they bring it back to Cartoon? Uh, just so they would have an extra little Space Ghost thing to have. It seems weird to have those two characters being presented slightly differently on the same channel. They weren't so very different. I think Cartoon Planet might have helped in the evolution of the characters uh-huh. and made Space Ghost more of a clumsy doof uh-huh. than um, and than an erratic weirdo. We could be more e- evil with Zorak on, on Coast to Coast. Uh-huh. But not as evil and Space Ghost. Hmm. That's interesting. I brought Cartoon Planet back <clears throat> in 2012 for the 20th anniversary of the network. And um, they had to reanimate everything. Why? Because we moved it to HD. Oh. So I took advantage of that because we couldn't, it was, we had so little money, we couldn't have George in it. So I had to, I had to choose between. Zorak or Space Ghost. And I thought Zorak and Brack were, were more. Because uh-huh. I didn't. <clears throat> I volunteered my voice and stuff for that because it was just fun. Um, but uh, yeah, I, we brought it back. So I kind of took advantage of that and took them out of the studio and put uh-huh. them in like a post department in Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, post department being sort of a. Just, how would you describe that? Just a, a generic. Yeah, uh, clean modern. Yeah, franchise apartments. So the whole Atlanta. the whole time we I have Brack behind the um, kitchen counter. It's like the camera was in the kitchen pointing at him, uh-huh. with wall and background. Zorak was we. There were two different things we did with Zorak uh, that were new, which was had him sit cross leg and use a um, a gamer. Uh, Oh right, yeah. Eric Lacombe did all that stuff. He did um, that. Uh huh. No shit. So, so the whole time, in dumpster hole. Uh, the whole time, um, uh, Zorak is just there ignoring the world, playing video games. <laughs> My daughter was like uh, six back then. Mm-hmm. I did a couple segments where Brack cloned himself in Zorak and Space Ghost, and I had my daughter do all the voices. Why did a cartoon planet go away? Um, because uh, because of probably because of that Warner Brothers deal. Uh-huh. Warner Brothers ordered those like twenty four episodes, so they needed all the hands that they could have. Uh-huh. So, um, they brought Pete and I back into Coast to Coast. Oh, um, it was a good year. It was like the best year for guests because we had everybody. We had um. Uh, Bob and Dave. Oh, right. Had, uh, that that batch. Yeah, we had. Uh, we even got Charlton Heston somehow. And who was working with you on it then? Uh, it was uh, Dave Willis, who uh, Pete and I hired as an assistant on Cartoon Planet. Tell us how you hired Dave Willis. Um, we were given the room to get an assistant. 
Um, so Pete and I went through a bunch of interviews and stuff and, um, I came across, uh, while we were going through resumes and stuff, I came across this, um, recommendation letter that he had written. Dave, David Willis is such a great person and he's very well educated and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, and like a normal letter would have looked stupid, but he, his sister was a kindergarten teacher at the time. And so he took his letter and had his sister have one of the students write it down on the three ruled paper, you know, (laughs) in their handwriting. And so I, you know, before we even talked to Dave, I wanted to, to bring him in yeah, and hire him. Who gets hired from a uh, recommendation letter? I know it's like Dave did. Yeah. Um, Dave did. And I don't know if they hired Chip Duffy at the time. Yeah. Uh, Chip was in, Chip was in PR Uh and, um, had a weird sense of humor. So they hired him and, uh, they, they brought Pete and I in. So it was us four that did that whole season. Although <clears throat> there were guest writers here and there. So how was that being back, uh, working on space Coast 24 episodes? It must've been rough. It was fun at first, but then it was just like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> Same old shit, you know. So people who haven't worked in a in a room like that, what what? I think the, the four point? of us worked well together. Mm-hmm. And this is you, Chip, Pete, and, and Dave. Uh, Dave. Uh-huh. And we would we would take turns on different shows. Who would drive? Uh-huh. Which was who was on the computer, right? Um, and uh, most of the time, if you were driving, you kind of have a little more influence in the show. Mm-hmm. Um. But we would write individual episodes ourselves, or at least I would, mm-hmm. and Dave would, and um, we would bring them in the room. What were some of your episodes? Uh, mine was uh, Mayonnaise with uh, John Stewart. Yeah. Uh, the other one that people would probably know the bo- best is uh, Boat Show, mm-hmm. uh, the musical. Yeah. Um, can't believe we got Steve Allen. Yeah. I can't believe we got him either. <laughs> I know. And that, yeah. Yeah. I can't believe we got Steve Allen. And uh, he, he, they, during the Steve Allen interview, I was like, I got to talk to him. And so I talked to him as Brack, and he was like, I, I know Brackese. Steve Allen wasn't just made up this language. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, my gosh. And I peed my pants. Yeah, you did. People often ask, like, how did Space Coast start? And and was it you doing the interviews? Walk people through that process. Uh, there from the beginning. It started out uh, because nobody else wanted to do it. That I did the interviews dressed as Space Ghost. Mm-hmm. But I think Keith interviewed uh, Timothy uh, Leary. Oh, and some Keith interviewed other, him. Yeah, I think so. Huh. The eclectic ones, uh, I think, were saved for Keith and Mike. Yeah, they they wanted to have fun. Yeah, do those. But they would send me in dressed as Space Ghost, and I would interview people as Space Ghost, and it was humiliating. <laughs> and then after a while, I stopped doing it, and we would just write questions, have an actor come in dressed as Space Ghost. Yeah. And then after a while, that would stu- be, be stupid. So then we would put a thing in peop- the interviewee's ear. Uh huh say look to the left of the camera 
right when you're talking and just interview them over the phone so then you get you wade through this season of 24 space ghost episodes grueling then what after that i was <clears throat> i was pretty much done you were cooked yeah um so then i went on to help build uh the space ghost part of the cartoon network website. Cause that was the new thing that was coming on, you know, the, the web pages. Yeah. So what is this like 99, 2000, <clears throat> 98, 98. And I know that because I got married that year. Oh, congratulations. I, I noticed this girl while I was in the writer's room come in every day. And she had this corner office that I could see in her office from, I wasn't stalking her. Creepy, yeah. <laughs> it sounds creepy, but she liked me. And uh, it it took her to put candy on her desk for me to go over there and talk to her. Wow, she left you a little bait. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So we got married uh, after that. and Now look at us. Wow, here you are 20 years later. Um, after we got married... Uh, we left Atlanta and went to New York. That's a big move. I had a really good agent and a really amazing manager who was the executive producer of 30 Rock. Wow. David Miner was my manager. No shit. And I blew it. I really didn't do much. Uh-huh. I mean, I made good money off of a failed script that yeah. year. Um, so I you thought to, I could fail the rest of my life and be happy. You went to New York and uh, to try and sell shows there. Why'd you go to New York? Uh, Stacy got a job with um, Nielsen, uh-huh. and uh, I just wrote from home. Uh, and uh, I did some stuff for VH1. I did, like I said, a failed sitcom about a theater in sugar creek that was had some (laughs) in sugar creek ohio Mm -hmm. where some of the amish live so it was kind of an amish regular people sitcom (laughs) so we came back because uh stacy was uh um a little homesick Mm -hmm. and so we basically got our jobs back uh stacy went back into research at tnt but then came back to cartoon network huh full i uh went back to Cartoon Network programming. Um, and then Mike wanted me to come back for um, for more Space Ghosts and Squidbillies. But I just, I, I couldn't wrap my head around Squidbillies. And, and everybody was burned out of Space Ghosts. And Space Ghosts kind of just like fizzled mm-hmm. out. And um, at that point, uh, Pete Johnson, who works at, uh, he's, he works at Lego now in Denmark. Really? Um, yeah. Oh, cool. He um, wanted me to come over to on air because uh, uh, Steve Patrick uh, and um, anyway, Steve Patrick was doing a wraparound show uh, called Fridays. Right. And so uh, Pete wanted me to come in and help with that. So I did. I was there for like 11 years. When I I was years? I was in I was in um on on air for eleven years. So oh. I went from Fridays to just regular doing uh creative for uh promos and stuff. Oh. And then I worked my way up to uh launching um network new network shows. 
Um, and it was doing the whole campaign around that. And, um, and I was a senior writer the whole time. And then, uh, then Turner had its little Turner 2020 plans where it laid off like half the network basically. Right. And, uh, they laid off the executive first. And by that time, my wife was the senior vice president of programming. And so they, they got rid of her, uh, and the head of the network, they got rid of um, pretty much everybody in a VP position, um, and so that was that was in like April. And there's really nothing to do in Atlanta other than Weather Channel at the time. Uh, now that Tyler Perry's got his studio, right, and, right, right, uh, right, Walking Dead, everybody's doing stuff in Atlanta yeah. now. I go to LA. Yeah. And that's How do you like it. it? Uh, uh. <laughs> I want to work more. Yeah. So <laughs> but, I mean, you have a you famous know, voice. I've, I've had the opportunity to be on shows other than Warner Brothers. Finally. Yeah. Once I left, so I did uh, Gravity Falls for Alex Hirsch. I did like three episodes. I did uh, a few more episodes of uh, Adventure Time. I did Harvey Beaks for Nickelodeon and, and another show called Welcome to the Wayne, where they were big fans of Aqua Teen, so they had us all on. Um, so, yeah. List, the, uh, list your voices that you've done. <clears throat> <clears throat> Hackum. Uh, Brack, first and foremost. Um, I was Low Car. Of course. Low Car. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a weird character. Filled with ribaldry. Um I did uh I did the sorcerer who was who was just in the band. He was like, I don't want to do this, Zorak. And um then we did the Brack show and I was Clarence Brack's best friend, which was one of my favorite things because I just did this little la 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 little nerdy boy voice and we did a whole show about how he was a big fan of Brack so I got to make fun of like some of the songs that that we did in the past and all that um I was Oglethorpe an Aqua Teen how did that come about I was the second Oglethorpe what do you mean uh the original Oglethorpe I don't know they just weren't happy with how he did it Uh uh-huh so they just brought me in had me read, and I I always come up with a couple different voices. Yeah, do you remember what you did? I don't. Outside of the German Hitler voice, no. <laughs> I kind of thought, what about a bumbling Hitler tyrant yeah. type person? Um, so that's how he, that's how that voice came to be. Oh, I did Assy McGee for you. Oh yeah, what'd you do on Assy? I was supposed to be like Cat Stevens or somebody like that. Yusuf. Uh, I know I did a terrible accent on that. It was terrible. Oh, I, don't, I don't remember uh, what the role was. I, I don't remember either. How did Cartoon Planet turn into the Brack show? That was Pete because I lived in New York at uh-huh. the time. So it kind of morphed from different things. Cartoon Planet. Uh, Brack was still popular because 
we we had put him in some more space ghost coast to coast episodes uh so pete devised this this uh idea of of doing like a donnie and marie show a variety show and so um we got some guests to come in and perform on green screen and um put them on set and it was just a variety show with mm. brack and zorak and uh brack and zorak would sing their songs and they would do little skits here and there and uh then we would have you know the celebrity come on and sing uh i did all my recording there in new york and because i was in new york and freddie prince jr happened to be there too i actually recorded with him oh what was that like it was fun he was a fan mm -hmm. um we did highway 40 uh he liked it he had fun i was a little i wasn't not starstruck but you know celebrities at the time made me nervous uh -huh. so um you were nervous. I was nervous. It was fun. The uh, the CDs that you made, how many CDs did you end up making? Those were popular. There was Musical Barbecue. There was that other one, the Hawaiian one. Uh-huh. And then there was Brack Presents the Brack Show. Musical Barbecue seems like a lot of people have that. I wonder how many CDs. Whenever were, uh, I am out. signing stuff, uh, that's the thing that comes out most of the time. Musical barbecue, musical barbecue, and the first uh, Brack Show DVD. Oh, <laughs> so that's what you get the most is uh, musical barbecue. Yeah, you play that for uh, the children in your life. Yeah, that's the only really exposure to Brack my daughters had. Really? Yeah, I never showed her Space Ghost or. Cartoon Planet. Well, I've showed her maybe some segments of Cartoon Planet. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Just, I don't know. You don't bust out a Brack in her face? Yeah. Well, I, I, she knows I do the voice all uh -huh. the time. Even she did the voice one time when she was six. How does she do it? she good? I, so, I sat in the studio with her, and I barely had to direct her, but... Um, she could imitate me really well. Oh, really? And then I kind of did an imitation. Well, she had met Clay. Uh -huh. I did an imitation of Zorak for her, and she did this. I'm Zorak. And then um, <laughs> I think I had her say, ah, fair. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, just as an extra joke, uh, even though we didn't have George on the latter cartoon planets, I had her say uh, um, something like, uh, what was all righty then. <laughs> Do that. What was uh? What was your relationship Alrighty. like with uh, George and Clay? Um. Uh, we uh. I don't mean to pause this much, mm -hmm. but um, we were good friends. Uh, I didn't hang out with either of them. Uh -huh. Um, I kind of it. It was kind of that coworker slash relationship uh and then in the booth when i'm directing them it just seemed like it was easier for me to direct some of them some of the reads um but you know sharing the booth with clay in the original sessions for uh the new cartoon planet was was a lot of fun because uh, we would just play off of each other. You guys would record. <laughs> yeah, there were there were a couple things I wrote where uh, Brack's like, 
let's let's do let's make fun of stuff on the tv and i had a <laughs> there was a kitten on the tv and i had brack and zorak's hands holding uh a root beer bo- brack was holding a root beer bottle and i don't know what zorak was holding and he was like i'm a dumb cat and i'm drinking root beer and he's like banging the root beer bottle against the tv but we did all those and in, in uh together um but yeah um yeah when 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 clay died i i found out on facebook everybody was like are you okay and i'm like what happened yeah and then i saw what happened and uh i was like ah i was just like kind of like blown away it happened so fast and uh, i kind of held it in for like an entire week and then of all, of all places we were in line at the hello kitty cafe truck <laughs> in irvine wow. and, and all of a sudden it just hit me hard and i doubled over and i was just started crying it was the first time my daughter had ever seen me cry she's like what's wrong with daddy <laughs> why do you think it hit you there I don't know because it had been in my mind for all that time and I hadn't really grieved. So I don't know. Hmm. Then we did uh, like a year later, maybe if that, uh, I did a uh, tribute panel with him at the LA Comic Con. Not with him, for him. Oh. And it was with um, uh, uh, John Schnapp. Yeah. And uh, Jay Edwards. So, and that was the last time I saw John Schnapp because he tragically yeah. died a couple years ago. Yep. So. so you have a pretty broad comedic taste that goes back. What are some things that you would turn people onto that they might not know? Uh, if, if you can find it, um, just some of the old Steve Allen stuff with Pat Harrington and Don Knotts. Uh, and uh, Tom Post and they did a lot of skits on the Tonight Show and when uh, Steve Allen was the host of that, so those are really funny. Um, I often look up <laughs> a song called "Going Crazy" by the quote unquote Three Haircuts, and that was from Sid Caesar's Your Show of Shows, and um, it's uh, Carl Reiner, Harry. Um, shoot uh Ernest T Bass um anyway it's Carl Reiner him and and Sid Caesar and they have these stupid pompadour wigs on and they're just trying to make fun of the music of the day um i encourage the younger people to listen to the four Steve Martin albums that are out there do you watch adult swim these days no. 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 You reject it. No, I don't reject it. Uh-huh. I just, you know, I watch Daily Show. and Yeah. What do you watch? You watch Daily Show? I watch Daily Show. Uh-huh. Uh, I really like what they're doing with Star Trek right now. I um, watch a lot of streaming stuff. Uh, I watch Grace and Frankie with my wife. Uh-huh. Um, good Place. I was really impressed by that. I love that show. Um, you would find this hard to believe, but I, I'm 
as popular as it is, I've never seen an episode of Rick and Morty. You haven't seen Rick and Morty. It's weird that I haven't. Have you actively avoided it? No, not on purpose. Uh-huh. Um, most, of, most of it is because I don't get Cartoon Network. You don't get it? Not that I don't get it, get uh, it. It's right. that I don't physically get it. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm on uh, Philo, which is a streaming service that has uh. many of the channels except for the Turner channels. What uh, is there anything you'd like to promote? I know you're doing some. I started doing stand up again, so I'm going to start doing that. So if you're in the Burbank area, if you're in the Burbank area for now, I need to start. I think my big test is next month. I'm going to work with Dana Gould. Uh, so that'll be a different audience. Right now I'm doing stand up at once a month. Uh, at a place called Flappers, and they do uh, a showcase of uh, voiceover talent. So usually it's um, usually it's it's like me, uh, a guy named Brock. He's the Kool Aid Man. <laughs> Brock. <laughs> Brock. Yeah. Um, Carlos El Rocky, who does he was Rocco. Uh, Rocco's Modern Life. He does a show called La Casa Grandes now on uh, Nickelodeon. So it's a fun little thing. It's not really that serious, but I feel like if I uh, actually go before a real, well, uh, an actual comedian at a comedian show, I don't want to, you know, say that these guys aren't comedians, but. Um, I think that's a test because it's, it'll be people who, you know, aren't there for the fandom of, of voiceover people. Like they won't go, this is Brack. And everybody goes, Whoa. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think that'll happen. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you. I'll say something in a funny voice. Hello, stupid dummies, stupid dummies and stupids full of poop, poop, poop. Thanks, Andy. Thanks. There you have it. That was Andy Merrill. A couple things. Snake Jazz is available digitally now on all relevant digital platforms, Spotify, iTunes, etc. We're really pumping that Snake Jazz. They're putting out more songs. That's uh, more. Cool. Remember how Snake Jazz was made available last week? Yeah. On all relevant digital platforms? Well, guess what? Losing a Friend is available digitally on Friday, April 24th. The song is featured in Rick and Morty episode number 402, The Old Man in the Seat. This episode will replay this Sunday, April 26th on Adult Swim. The next song will be coming soon, Sunday, May 10th, for episode 406. Andy made a bunch of music. Should we also have links to Brack songs? Yeah, links to Brack songs. Sure. We'll provide links to the things that we were talking about. We always have links on this show. That's one of the main great things about this. That is a nice part. Visit AdultSwim.com or download the Adult Swim app to watch the Brack Show, Space Ghost, whatever. But some of the things Andy and I were just talking about, it's free for Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, Android, iOS, all those things. Watch our live streams like Last Stream on the Left, Truth Point, As Seen on Adult Swim, of course, Fish Center and Blood Feast. Music from today's episode is from our pal Dom. His song, Bochicha. Love Dom. Do you know Dom? Uh, Dominic? That's his name, yeah, Dominic, but he goes by Dom. 
Thanks to Dave Bonowitz and Christina Loringer for putting this podcast together. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week on the Adult Swim Podcast. Oh, 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 oh,